Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two testy co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. <laughs> and behind the computer, just absolutely fucking being a menace, it is Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. What's up? We had a wild Thursday night game last night where the L.A. Chargers went to Kansas City into Arrowhead and lost to the Chiefs. And if you saw the first half of that game, I'll tell you this much. You did not expect the outcome that ultimately resulted. Um, It was really a tale of two halves uh, where the Chargers, their defense looked like an all-pro team in the first half. Their offense couldn't be stopped. The Chiefs didn't really have any answers. Patrick Mahomes looked, for the first time in recent memory, kind of out of sorts. His cuteness ran out. He was running around, but it wasn't really working. It wasn't effective at all. It was not effective. It's because they couldn't get it downfield. That's why. Patrick Mahomes finally looked human in the first half, right? Couldn't get the ball downfield. Which, if you break down that Chargers defense, I mean... You've got you've got guys all over the field that are top top of their position guys. So it made sense, right? We're watching it and we're like, "Oh wow, this Chargers defense is the real deal." And then somehow, I don't know if Andy Reid cast a spell, uh, uh sold his soul to the devil at the half. I'll, t- I'll tell you where it came down to at the end of the second quarter with about 4 minutes to go. I I truly think the Chargers could have put it away then and they were unable to get touchdowns when they should have i i agree with that and that hurt them and then coming into the third quarter they really didn't do much and then kansas city once they got that that first touchdown they they were back in it yeah and that's when the whole tide changed about midway through the third quarter andy reed and steve spagnolo at the half just I don't know if they threw their entire game plan away and, and went back to the drawing board. I don't know what happened, but they coached this team out of the hole and into a win yesterday. And, I mean, you got to give them all the props in the world because I don't know how you adjust that well against the Chargers. Yeah. Because personally to me, and I've said this before on the show, the Chargers have the most well-rounded, best roster in football. They, they have stars all over the board, right? Paper. On paper, they are the best team in football. The Bills give them a run for their money. Yeah. But they're, it's, I mean, they're DBs alone. They're DBs alone. Secondary is nice. Most teams would sell their soul just to have their DBs. And then when you go up front, you have Khalil Mack on one side, and you got Joey Bosa on the other. Like, it's all over. And somehow, the Chiefs stayed in it. Even though they were getting decimated in the first half, Mahomes did not have that great of a game statistically. He yeah. really didn't. It was 230-ish yards. Like It was not a typical Mahomes performance, and it was ugly. No, but it wasn't what he did the week prior. No, it was ugly, but they did what they Five had to do to win. Goals. And I'll say this much. As far as coaching goes, Staley coached them out of that game a little bit. He was way too aggressive at times. And way too conservative at times. He was too conservative at the times when they should have been really going for it toward the end. I agree with that. He kind of went into a shell and and 
And that seems that's, to be that's shit. That's a shit. recurring theme, it seems like, against NFL coaches right now. You're yeah. gonna be super aggressive to get that lead, right? And then you regress into a shell to to, to protect that lead. Correct. They they go into this prevent. If you if you think yeah. you're gonna play conservative against Andy Reid and the Chiefs and everything that that team has to offer, then I got news for you. It doesn't matter if you're up by four so touchdowns. They're, they're up by ten at the half. Correct. Right. Correct. They were up by ten at the half. They should have been up by a lot more than that. Right. There was a lot of there was a and lot. I of, think that destroyed them. It destroyed their momentum coming out for the next half. It really did. And I get it. You want to set the tone and give your he, his exact words where he wanted to give his defense all the chances in the world. Which with right. that defense you do. So you go for it on fourth down. You give up field position. You risk it. But right. It was like he was doing it at all the wrong times, and it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it was kind of – he was all over you the know, place. And, and another thing that I noticed, they didn't manage their second-half timeouts well at all. You know, you're going three minutes – it's a one-score game, three minutes left, and you only have one timeout left. You know, they could have given themselves a chance at the end there, but they right. didn't handle it well. On top of that, Herbert did a great job of spreading the ball around. He got Gerald Everett very involved in the game. He got Josh Palmer. He, he was actually the only guy in the second half that really stood out. Yeah. And the, getting hurt and then yeah, coming was, back and throwing even better than he was. Right. I mean, the guy had bruised ribs there at the end. It was it was all going wrong for them. But they're, they definitely missed having Keenan Allen. Which, he, shout out to Mike Dana because he was actually the one who tackled Justin Herbert. For him to land on his hand and at like mess him up for the rest of the game. Well, Justin Maybe. Herbert has bruised ribs, um, but oh, that's not what it was. I, I, all I see is back. this video of his hand coming down. That's the only thing I see. Well, online at least. Either way, Herbert was playing with bruised ribs at the end of that right. game, uh, and but you could that offense definitely missed out on Keenan Allen. He, my thoughts on this Chargers team was that Austin Eckler was going to be the heartbeat of the offense. And through the first two weeks, he hasn't been. Last week, Keenan Allen was the heartbeat yeah, they, they of this started, offense. They started to use him more in the second half when they were trying to be in comeback mode. Correct. And that's the only time they really utilized him the way they should have. He's. I think he's been misutilized so far. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this much. You can't, give, you can't give, take all credit off of his back because he has not been running that well. And I don't know I, if that's... I, 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 listen, he's not... He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's See, not a guy who's going to take the ball and go 90. Well, He's not going to do that. That's, that's after not him. The impression that was left in everyone's head last year was that's what this but was. He never really did that. He's just a, he's just a stat monster. And I'm starting to think now if it's not necessarily his fault. No. As much as it is, the reason why Herbert was injured the at the calling. end of that game. Play calling was atrocious yesterday. Well, man. that and, I mean... Herbert got hit eight times. Yeah, but that, he didn't get. He didn't even get touched in the first half. He didn't. It was, it was all, all second, second. It was their all offensive line. End of third quarter, buckled. beginning of fourth. Quarter. Their offensive line finally buckled in the second half. Yeah, and well, I. Think, they had a couple of injuries, and they had to replace a couple of guys. Yeah, they lost. Line. They lost two starting and offensive soon, linemen in the second half. As soon as they did, they were in trouble. It was over with. So yeah. the the Chargers and now the same thing with Kansas City. Their offensive line didn't play good either. No, to be honest with you. In, Here's the other thing. We've talked a lot about this AFC West division and how tough it was going to be and how badly these teams were going to beat up on each other. Last night was the perfect representation of all of that. 
Yeah. This every single time two of these in division teams in the AFC West play each other, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be scraps. There's going to be one team who leaves fucking decimated, and you're going to look at them and you're like, oh. Okay, they just came back down to earth hard. And you're going to look at the other side, and you're going to be like, oh, this was a David and Goliath matchup. Now, everybody's sitting there saying how Mahomes is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time after last night's win. And you got to keep this in perspective. The Chargers are still a really, really good team, and the Chiefs are still a really, really good team. Chiefs are in first place. The Chiefs are in first place, and these two teams will play each other one more time this year, and you still have no idea what the result's going to be. Like. Uh no, it's it's still a toss up. I mean, I think it's going to be between one of those two teams. Yeah, they're... I don't think the Raiders are good enough to stay in with them guys, and I don't believe that uh, Denver's going to be able to contend with them well, unless they somehow come out this week and just. We're going to talk a lot more about Denver later on anyway. because I have I have some thoughts and issues I, with them. Jackson or not Jackson Mahomes? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jackson just a Mahomes, shit fucking show. Loser. I was just talking to the kid at the gym about Jackson Mahomes, but Herbert, I truly do believe, has a higher ceiling than Mahomes. Mahomes is cute, but I believe, like for some reason, deep down inside me, that Herbert, Herbert, has the potential to be better than Mahomes. I'll, I'm finally willing to admit this on the show, and I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in football. He is. He absolutely is. And it's not just down to the way he throws. It's not just down to his accuracy. It's not just down to, uh, you know, how hard he can throw the ball. It is down to, he's like a, and I know you're going to say it's just cuteness, but it works now. And people are having a harder time picking up on it because he's getting better at it. He is like an he bends and makes throws and he is he, he's the point guard playing quarterback. Yes, but I'll tell you what, if he is the equivalent of a point guard, he is Steph Curry. Because he doesn't fucking he's not missing anymore. Back in the day, when he got too cute and he'd get a little frazzled, it he would had, all start had, to fall apart. Last year was the best year he had in his career. Yes. Last year. And I and think what happened to him? He got cute in the playoffs, and he started missing guys. And he was bad. He was bad. I I don't think we're going to see that. He was anymore. bad against Cincinnati. I, I and, think. And you know what? It can happen to anybody at any time. If, you know. if the Chiefs. Look, look at Russell Wilson. He was a shell of himself there. In that last I didn't know how Monday much. Night. I, he was a shell of himself. That the defense in Seattle hated Russell Wilson. Well, I didn't know about that. I just learned about that the other day. Listen to me. The, the Legion of Boom has been gone for five years, dude. And they all hated Russell Wilson for some. Oh, uh, guess what? Who really gives a shit? He brought him to Super Bowl. Yeah, he should have brought him two Super exactly. Bowls, but we're not going to go there. Be careful, because of the scumbag. Um, He's an idiot. I'll say He's this like much. Somebody else I know. I'll say this much about the Chiefs before we move on. And this kind of got overlooked, right? The Chiefs, outside of Travis Kelsey, which we all know what he is, they don't have a superstar on that offense. It's Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and then right. what they have then done. Then everybody else. And this makes the Tariq Hill trade makes a little bit more sense now. They got rid of Tariq Hill, and they have guys like Valdez Scantling, Watson, Hardman, Schuster, Edwards Hilaire. 
this new Isaac Pacheco or whatever the fuck. Pacheco is, is going to be a, a fucking stud in this league. They, in fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this right now as my bold prediction. He will take Edward his his job. Ah, he will take a, a Lair's job. I, it's easy to by say the fucking that. end of the year. It's I easy watch. to say that. Watch, he's a bo- he's a monster in between. Do you want to know why I think? Go ahead. I think you're wrong. I don't think so. Because through the last two games, if I saw anything out of anybody solidifying a role on that offense, it was Edwards Hilaire is the guy. Absolutely. And I'll say this much. I think they finally now, because the Chiefs, again, ever since Kareem Hunt left, they have not right. had. They've been looking for that guy. I, think, I, I don't think he's the guy. I think it's going to be a similar situation to what you have in Green Bay, where Edwards Hilaire is the guy. But you know how A.J. Dillon sits behind there and he's always involved? That's the setup that you're going to have. And I think Andy Reid would almost like that better because you're able – those guys are so similar but so different. You can spin on it and you can play – you can do a million things off of that. They can both catch the ball. They can both run hard. They're both fast. And you, if you utilize both of them properly – Pacheco, when you watch him run, people bounce off of him. Yes. Yes. And that's what Andy Reid wants. Right. Kareem Hunt's like that. People bounce mm-hmm. off of him. You're going to have a killer one-two yeah. punch going forward yeah. there. I just, the city I think punch. eventually he will take that spot. Yeah, I really do. With two attempts for six yards? I'm sorry? With well, two attempts for six yards? Edwards Hilaire was much... That's an asshole. If you've seen him last week, they didn't really need him yesterday. But if you've seen him last week, he was a beast. They, I think as, he was a beast last week. As the season progresses, you're going to right. see the, the utilization. Why do you think fucking Ronald Jones ain't even getting a touch? Ronald Jones right. isn't even he's, active. He's not, in the fourth he's not even fucking active right now. Because realistically, they don't need him. I mean, they spread the ball around. They still have McKinnon as well, who got four rushes last night. But... I think McKinnon's the odd man out there. I think those two guys will be your one-two punch, much like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, and it'll be like a 1A, 1B thing. But Edwards Hilaire at the time being has been – he's averaging 9.3 yards per carry last night. He had five receptions for 51 yards last night. His utilization is way up even from last year's standards. But that was just the first game of week two. We have a ton of matchups all over the board this week that – some of them really made me scratch my head. Some of them, you, you some of them, you just got to go with your gut on. Uh, I thought this week's schedule blew week one out of the water, shockingly. And I loved the way they did week one, but it was a little too drama filled, too much, too much flair for me. This week really, really left me scratching my head, especially this first game that we're going to talk about. The New York Jets go to the dog pound to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are a six and a half point favorite with an over under of 39 and a half. And I'll be honest with you. I'll take the Jets and the points. Really? I'm yep. taking the Browns. I'm going to take the Jets and the points. That Browns D is going to tear them up. Well, well, you know what? They had something to play for last week. Baker come in there and they wanted to fucking. Yeah, but why stop now? They wanted to. To make a statement, we'll see if uh, Brissett's good enough to move the ball on that Jet defense. Lamar Jackson had a hard time moving that that team on that defense. Yeah, I, th- I think if he has a hard time, you you know, 
you you know Cleveland's going to have a hard time with Brissett trying to move ball on them. This is this was my takeaway from this game. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and try and predict this one. I'm not going to sit here and make a call either way. If you want to bet with Uncle Sam, you'll take the Jets yep. plus six and a half. If you want to bet with Bruce, you'll take Cleveland giving up a touchdown. I don't think, if I had to make one prediction, I don't think that the Browns are six and a half points better than the Jets. No. I will say that much. The Jets' defense is young, okay? The Jets' defense needs some more on-field time to really coexist well. And the only thing that worries me about this game is that you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and that duo is much, much better than what they faced running back-wise last week against Baltimore. I think Chubb and Hunt could have a fantastic day, but I don't really believe in either of these defenses week two, okay? We get four or five weeks into the season, I think we're going to be having a much different conversation about the Jets' defense. But I don't really believe in either of them that much right now. That's number one. Number two, Joe Flacco looked really good last week. Um, And Jacoby Brissett really didn't look that good. But at the end of the day, if one thing is for sure, there's a lot of Jets had a lot of fumbles last week. Brissett didn't look good. There will be mistakes made in this game. And when you have a game that you know there's going to be mistakes in, you tend to lay off. That over under a 39, wouldn't be shocked to see there be 21 total points in this game. Wouldn't be shocked if I ended up seeing 42. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. We don't know enough about either team. But what we do know for sure is that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, when they both get going together, there's going to be 200 yards of rushing for the Browns, and that's going to be hard for any defense to stop. You think you could see Brees Hall actually stepping up? No, I don't, I don't think it's his time yet. I no. really don't. I think, you know, Robert Sala said last week that Michael Carter was going to be the guy in that backfield going forward. And I think, at least for the next couple of weeks, until Brees shows us something, that's the way that you should go. Uh, the next Shame. game. The Washington Commanders coming into Ford Field to play the Detroit the- Lions. Go ahead. You well, hold on. To your dick here. No, I'm just. This is the first the time way, the Lions yes, have been favored in a game in I 30 years. Which I don't understand why they're favored. Agree. You're at I home. don't get it. They're at why? Home. He's right. Why? Because they're at home. And last week, if you watched Red Zone, Ford feels the loudest fucking stadium out of out everybody. Of, out of all the stadiums. By far. We're on there. The Lions for sure do have a home field what, advantage. They're doing this to bring more people in. I mean, come on, dude. No, I mean, the not Commanders, to bring what they people. showed week one, they're going to tear the Lions a new ass. Let's stop right there. Eagles are better than the Jaguars, correct? Yes. Okay. The Lions gave the Jags, or the Lions gave the Eagles a better defense than the Jaguars every fucking thing they had there down the stretch. The Lions put up almost 40 fucking points last week, okay? At the end of the day, I agree that Detroit should probably be favored in this game. Wow. But. That's why they are favored. I don't want to. Right. It's, the Lions it's showed they're everybody that they're kind of legit last and, week. And, and that they have hope that crowd noise legit. gave Baltimore or uh, Philly everything. Philly fits last week. Agree. Hurts was, you know, 
It was hard to call that offense in yeah. Ford Field. They made it an inhospitable environment. Yeah. Shout out to Lions fans. You guys did yeah, something right for once. Loud as shit. Okay. Not as loud as it was in 2014, though, I will say. But it was still loud. Anyways, this is what worries me. And this is why I'm going to take Washington plus one and a half. I'm also going to take the over. But the Commanders and Carson Wentz looked really good last week. Okay? Now... They have a lot of weapons. Jahan Dotson looked good. Curtis Samuel looked good. Terry McLaurin looked okay. Hasn't really woken up yet. Antonio Gibson looked fucking otherworldly. So, what we saw from the Lions defense in week one was a run stop that gave up over 200 yards between the quarterback and the RB1. And they had absolutely, positively, no answer for A.J. Brown. Those things worry me. And if Carson Wentz, again, we've seen two Carson Wentz's over his career. The MVP that came out last week and played, an absolute dog shit. No in between. If Carson Wentz plays like he did in week one, and the Lions defense plays like they did in week one, you're going to have the Lions lose this game by at least a touchdown, if not more. Because Washington looked very consistent. They knew what they were doing. They had their game plan down. Detroit's defense is going to be an issue. Now, I'm concerned about Gibson. I don't think that the Lions are going to lay down offensively and not score any points. That's why I'm going to a 48 and a half point over, and I'm taking the over. I think this is going to be another one of those 35 28 games, 35 21 games. I think you're going to have a lot of points. Every game, not a lot of them in is going to be that way unless golf gets hurt. Right. It's going to They're be going a They're going to be in a shootout just yep. about every week because the defense is that shitty. Correct. Period. Until they play a good defense, which I don't think the Commanders are a good defense. Jacksonville was able to put up 20 plus I, I points think the on Commanders the have a good defense. Do we have they're, any they're word decent. if uh, DeAndre Swift. Swift will be playing. Ankle. He said that his ankle injury was a non concern. But yes, I'm going to take Washington plus one and a half. I think ultimately they will win the game. And. I think it's going to be a good game, but I just think Detroit needs more on defense that they don't have. Yeah. You cannot rely your entire defense around one sixth-round rookie, and that's what they're doing right now because nobody else is making any plays. Right. I mean, you want to say Tracy Walker had a good game last week? You, you signed Michael Blockers, okay, and and he's been pretty disappointing, to be honest with you. I would agree with that, and – they're not getting much out of their other young guys. I mean, Aleem McNeil was very quiet in week one. It is, you you yeah. got to give a little more. As work A is still hurt, uh-huh. he's on IR. Um, I, I don't know. They don't yeah. have anybody yeah. in that secondary that still can cover Aguara's these. on IR. He's on IR. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Julian Aguara is still hurt. They, they got don't, three guys. The defense is decimated. Why? They, they need to go out and get somebody to help out the they secondary. They should. It's just not. They should. I don't know why. They you're have the not, money to do it. You're not stopping yeah. anybody. Dominican Zoo's out there. I don't think he signed with anybody. Oh, could you imagine that? This Sign place, him, dude. That place would blow up. Sign him. That Sign place him. Well, would How worse actually... could he be than McNeil? You see, he's 10 times better than McNeil. Even 10 years in. Yeah. I, I don't know. The Lions definitely need to have, they have a lot one? of issues on defense. I forgot his name. Uh, moving into the NFC South. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into 
what seems to be their in-division rival's house, the Superdome and the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. Tampa Bay, shockingly, is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It'll be a close game. Tampa, Tampa will win. I don't know if they'll cover, but they will win. You know, it, it all depends on if Godwin is going to play, well, which I don't think he is. Here's the injury report right now. Okay. Godwin is unlikely to play. Okay. Evans is likely to play on a snap count, as is Julio Jones. Yeah, I seen that. He was. They're all banged up. I don't know how he got banged up, but um, um, old. I think the the bigger the bigger thing they need to look at is that the offensive line. Are these guys going to come in a little healthier than they did last week? Because they looked awful last week. I agree with I mean, that. They held up pretty good in the in in the beginning, but uh, we'll see what happens. Here's the thing, and I think this is going to be the difference maker in this game. Uh, the Bucks' defense it looked proper last week. Their secondary looks proper. Their front seven looks strong. And ultimately, if we know one thing about Jameis Winston, it's that he's against a good secondary. Things could get real messy real fast. Yeah. Ultimately, especially, I especially going back to Tampa. And, correct. And and it could get ugly early, especially if he throws five interceptions. And ultimately, I think it will. I think Jameis will look like. Jameis, I think they're going to have to run the shit out of the ball. Kamara's going to get a ton of handoffs, a ton of yardage. Uh, but, again, he's going up against a very strong front seven for Tampa. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus two and a half, and I'm also taking the under. 44 and a half points was just too much for me. We saw, I mean, Tampa was nothing but a field goal kicking unit last week against Dallas, and I don't think New Orleans going to play that. That's because Dallas' defense did make plays. They did. When they had to just hold them to field goals because that game should have been over before the half. I agree, and I'll so, say this much. If there's one thing that we – It should have been three, three touchdowns, not three field goals. If there's one thing we know about New Orleans, it's that their defense can make plays when they want to. You still yeah. got Cameron Jordan. You still got Demario Davis. Like, there are playmakers on yeah. that defense. So it's not like especially missing out on – well, having – your three, your top three wide receivers banged up. They're not. Tampa's not going to score at will. It's yeah. going to be a tough game for them. I still think they will win by more than a field goal, but I don't think there's going to be that many points. I'm taking Tampa minus two and a half and the under. Next, in a game that when you, the schedule came out, you looked at and you were like, oh, wow, this is going to be absolutely atrocious. I think there's a pretty easy winner here now. The Panthers are going to the Big Apple to play the New York football Giants at MetLife Stadium. The Giants are a two-point favorite with the over-under of 43-and-a-half. Okay. I, I get it. I, I understand I why they're a favorite. wholeheartedly. They, they, they pulled off a big win last week. Mm -hmm. Huge win. And uh, Surprised us all. Their defense, if they played like they did last week, they, I, I could see them upsetting Carolina easily. Well... The Panthers are kind of a fucking mess, right? They were playing a Browns team last week that everybody thought they were going to walk in there and sweep the floor with, and that was Baker's big coming out party. And Baker looked uninspiring at best, okay? He, he, that was his one chance, you know what I mean? That was the spotlights on you. Come in here, make a fucking statement, and he really couldn't get it done. And he had a fantastic game out of his wide receivers. Robbie Anderson had a great game. Yeah. And they still just didn't have enough to get it done. And I think that some of their losses on the defensive side of the ball in the offseason really fucking hurt them. 
you were the first one to say that. I said that. He lost to Son Riddick. That took a that was he was one of the catalysts on that defense last year. They, if you remember, they went seven and zero last year to start. Uh, yeah, and and, and it was because of the defense. They've lost a lot, and I'll say this also: the one thing the Giants did really, really well last week was play defense. Was, play against the run. Well, out, even outside of playing defense, yeah. Daniel Jones finally, for the first time, utilized all of his little toys. He utilized all of his weapons. Pretty well, I would say. He got guys involved that you've been waiting to see get involved for a long time. I mean, Sterling Shepard, when's the last time we heard Sterling Shepard? Yeah. He had 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Richie James Jr., five receptions, 59 yards. Kenny Galladay, again, coming off of an injury, first game back in what seems like a decade, he got involved in the offense. Ultimately, if Saquon Barkley... Runs for 165 yards again, you will win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, comeback player of the year, had just an absolute beautiful game last week. And I don't see that changing this week against the Panthers. I don't think they're really going to be able to do much against right. him. I mean, unless he gets knocked the wrong way and goes down, he's just going to keep doing what, he's, what he does, what he does best. I'll say this because obviously the injuries are a worry with Saquon Barkley. As we know, yeah. for some reason, and this is hard to say because when you look at him, you see an absolute mammoth of a human being, but he looks stronger than he has in a long time. Last, You year. know, he was coming off that knee injury too last year. That that knee was not fully healed either. So, no. you know, that that surgery he had usually takes a year to come back from. So And I'll, I'll say this much. Uh, I am I am taking the Giants minus two. I think they will win this game. I think they'll win this game pretty handedly. Uh, but that over under a 43 and a half, I am laying off hard because I wouldn't be shocked to see the Giants put up 21. But I don't know if that Carolina offense is capable of. Outside Robbie Anderson hitting a deep ball. Yeah, yeah. or Christian McCaffrey right. breaking one. Yeah. I don't really know what that offense is capable of. 43 and a half points. And he didn't, he didn't like look totally to healthy to me either. McCaffrey, McCaffrey he, no. He didn't look like himself. I agree with that. That's for sure. So I, I'm going to take the Giants minus two, though. I think they'll win this game in a pretty easy fashion. Next up, one of, my, one of the games I'm most excited to watch this week, the New England Patriots go into Pittsburgh to play Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Here's the brass tacks of it all. Miami didn't have any answers for, excuse me, New England didn't have any answers for Miami last week. They didn't. They didn't play good defense. They couldn't cover wide receivers. They didn't play good offense. Well, in, in their defense, they also had two of the fastest receivers in the league. Well, They ain't, they ain't going to face that this week. They're not going to face that this week. But what they are going to face yeah. is what I think could be the team that creeps up on everybody more so than everybody else. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. First and foremost, the Steelers' defense looked very, very good last week. And I know they're going to be without their catalyst for it all in TJ Watt, which. Yeah, he's on IR. Was the best thing that could have happened for Mac Jones. Yes. <laughs> Mac Jones would Otherwise, be able to Mac sleep Jones this would week. have been sacked three times already. Correct. Um, and the game hasn't started. Here's the thing I just. New England, to me, it just doesn't look like it's going to 
come together yet. I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, they came out flat last week, and I'm sure they will not come out flat this week. I don't. I, think I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. And and then we're going to get we'll be able to gauge Pittsburgh, and 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 see if that Cincinnati game, which I still believe Cincinnati should have won that game. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, we're going to see where they're at for real. This is what I'll say. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus two. Uh, and the reason being is we live in Detroit, Michigan, correct? Sadly. Yeah. Okay. And we have seen what a team with the play calling by Matt Patricia that lacks competent weapons on offense looks like. <laughs> and guess what? You can't fucking bet on it. Because last week, what the New England Patriots did was look like the fucking Detroit Lions of yore. And I, I'm sorry, but I can't bet on that, especially against a team that looked as inspired last week as the Steelers. I'm laying off the over-under because neither of these two teams showed that they could put up I, a ton I, of I points. I can't see how this guy still gets jobs. I, really I don't. don't I can't I, either. I, I think he's awful. No. He's not a good fucking Just, coach. And whoever says he is is out of his mind. He's... He was trash when he was here. Um, He's a, I, I didn't think, you know, I always heard that, that word genius thrown around because he's a, a fucking rocket scientist. He's awful. He's wasn't awful. he not even responsible? He, he's for he's that. disrespectful and he's an asshole. Wasn't he not responsible for that play call in the Super Bowl? To get the interception on the one? I, I haven't read anything about that and I don't know either anyway. way, but. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus two. Do you agree or yeah. disagree with me there? I I am actually I th I think Pittsburgh is going to win. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if if New England pulls it out at the end. Huh. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm gonna my I went with my gut on every single one of these picks, right? Like I, the Lions. Bill Belichick, when he one. loses a game, they come back, they win the next game. They they don't lose multiple games back to back. I I know. And I trust me, there's nobody who knows that better than me. Correct. You know that. You know, you know that. And but you can have H and R puffing stuff out there, and he'll make him look good. Mac Jones will look good this week. I, he will not look like he did last week. I think the clocks run out. Okay. I really All do. Right. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, led by Matt Ryan, are going into Florida to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Indy is a three and a half point favorite with an over under of forty five. And I got news for you. This game is going to be the dumpster fire of the week. Mainly because Indianapolis was a dumpster fire last week. Listen, you, you can't. And listen, they, they put up. He put up almost 350 yards last week. I know. And tied with the worst team in football. I know. I know. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. If you're ready to put some points up, I think it's going to be over the... What is it, 45? You do, eh? Take over. Take over on that game. I I, I got news. Take for the you. over on that. Michael Pittman's gonna have 200 yards by himself. I'm gonna I dug deep on this one. All right. I dug deep on this one. I think that you're right. I think it is going to be a shootout. I think that the Jaguars are gonna win this game. I really do. And I don't know why, but I'm going with my gut that this will be the week. Because yeah. you know something? I if we go way back when the Colts signed Matt Ryan 
And I talked about how much I fucking hated it and how much I didn't think it was going to work and how the Colts are, are too quick on people and everything else. And I sat there and listed all the reasons why I didn't think this was going to work. And for some reason, I kept looking at the Colts roster, looking at it, looking at it, listening to everybody talk. And I was like, you know what? They might be okay. And I, I jumped the gun on I, that. I, listen, we're jumping the gun here. It's week one. You'll no, be able to tell after no, this No, no, no. I shouldn't have went against my gut. I should not have went against my gut. The Colts are not going to be that good of a football team. Yes, you have Jonathan Taylor. Yes, you have Michael Pittman. Yes, you have Darius Leonard. And you have had all of those guys last year, and you still look like shit. There's something deeper than what's going on on the field there. And I don't know what it is, but I think that the Colts are going to get exposed again this week. They're going to lose to what everybody thought was the second worst team in football in the Jaguars, and something is going to have to change. I'm taking the Jags plus three and a half, and I am taking the over of 45 points because you already know there ain't going to be shit's worth of defense played in this game. So I'm going. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. And if Matt Ryan plays like he did last week, they will go over 45 points. And I think that the Jaguars' offense can keep track with them. I don't think either of them are going to have a way to stop either of them. Uh, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, That game is going to be a complete shit show. I'm excited to watch it, but it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins are swimming their way up the coast to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Yes, this, will, this will give you a better gauge of where Miami's at. Agree 1,000%. Yeah. It'll give you a better... Baltimore's a three-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 44-and-a-half, and I think this game right here is the best game on the schedule yeah. this week. Uh, yeah, that's it's game of the week. Yeah, this is the uh, game I of the week right this, here. This will tell you uh, exactly where both teams are at. Mm-hmm. I think not only is it going to tell you where I, Miami stands, it's going to tell you where Baltimore stands and how, how yep. back is Lamar Jackson from that injury. Well... This is a couple of things that I think this game's going to answer. I agree with you. How back is Lamar Jackson? How good is the Miami offense? Also, how good is the Baltimore defense? Because I've got news for you. I sa- I've said this for the last two months. Miami's offense has all of the potential to be one of the most potent offenses in football. Baltimore, it's going to take every bit of Baltimore's defense. And they have very talented DBs. Oh, yeah. And guess yeah. what? I, th- I think you're going to see a difference between last week and this week. I, well, r- I really do. That defensive line of yeah. Class Campbell and company racked up in obscene. Each of those, each of those guys had stupid Obscene amount of tackles last week. Yeah. So they're, the Ravens are good. Go- these two teams are going to give each other yeah. everything they got, right? You know, Here's the thing. Miami struggled running the football last week. They did. And I think that's going to happen again this week. I agree with you. That will continue and, this And that's week. why I kind of like the Ravens in this game. Well, I'm also going to say, I think the Ravens are going to – the Ravens struggled running the football last week. Correct. Because they don't have a running a starting running back right now. No, no. Edwards, Edwards and Dobbins are both still hurt. No. I, I I don't know. So you're just going to have uh, an Kenyon air Drake. raid. Who is it? Kenyon Drake? Drake's the guy. Yeah, good right luck, now. Kenyon Drake. You're going to have an absolute air raid in Baltimore. It's got to be. And the only one who's going to be running the ball this week is is Jackson. Is Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, yep. that's it. Um, I agree with Uncle Sam. I they'll think give Lamar. Some, give uh, Drake some carries just yeah. to keep him honest. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to come out of this week as an absolute fucking highlight reel. 
I think he's going to just I hope so. transcend for my, this week. For my uh, fantasy stuff, I hope so. And as much as I love the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to take Baltimore minus three and a half, and I'm also yep. going to take the over of 44 and a half. I think, again, it's going to be an air raid. It's going to be a highlight reel game. It's going to be all offense, and I- I'm very excited to watch that one. Oh, that's dank. Can't even watch it. Why? Because I'll be at the game. Oh, I'll be at the Lions game. Oh, God. Well, you know, you could pull it up on pull a bread zone on your phone. Yeah, but the service in there sucks. Yeah. They say they get new Wi-Fi every year, but, yeah, that's a fucking joke. Uh, next up, the defending Super Bowl champions are at home against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the defending Super Bowl champions, who the Buffalo Bills used as a dish rag last week, are at home to take on the Falcons as a 10-point favorite with an over-under. I, I'll take Atlanta in a 10. I agree. Every, all day, all day long. Do I think they're going to win outright? No. No. But I'll take Atlanta in the 10. Absolutely. I agree. That's a probably the better 10, of the week. A straight 10? But, I think but I do, see a push. I, I, I do think that the Rams will come out better than they did last week. Agree. But they better be ready because Atlanta's hungry. Atlanta's sneaky. They're hungry. Atlanta's they're a hungry. sneaky. You know what? You know what's funny about this? Literally. I love the fact that you said that. In my notes here, I have Atlanta looked like one of the hungriest teams in the NFL last week, and it knows that they are underrated. And I agree with that. Atlanta knows nobody has any faith in them. Atlanta knows that everybody thought, oh, this this is a shit show rebuild for them. And they're not taking it that way. No. They are hungry. They want to win. I think that team actually has faith in Marcus Mariota. They... They're he fits not, their system. He yeah. fits their system perfect. They're not very better than se- Matt Ryan did. Agree, and they're not yeah. very sexy. But guess what? They're sneaky. They're playmakers. They, they got playmakers on defense, and 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 they got some offensive guys that are playmakers too. Uh, I Drake London. I I did not realize. I did. I did not think he was going to be as good as he is right now. Yeah, he, he's, he's for he's his true. first game. Mm-hmm. He was real good. I, I mean, you still have Kyle Pitts. You still have Cordero Patterson. Yeah, Pitts. They didn't even go to him. It, well, when they start looking at him, it's going to really it open things up. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I don't think the Rams have. The Rams haven't really realized yet that this is a new season with a new team, and you know. They, they actually look, have they, to. They got them issues on that offensive line, oh. and, and the Falcons will come after them. They're I, not. A, they're not afraid to come after them. And, so Stafford, you know, we got to see uh, which Stafford are we going to see. I have three notes down here for the Rams. Uh, one, they need to find a new way to get defensive pressure outside of Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald. That's that's it in a nutshell. Donald is is Vaughn great. Miller's not there anymore. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now that Vaughn Miller is gone. Right. Somebody else has to step up because Leonard Floyd was way too quiet against the Bills. Yep. One of these other guys has got to step up. Well, you got Bobby Wagner making 15 tackles a game. Exa- that's yeah, help. That's, that's, it, it, that's yeah. not sustainable. Their yeah. defensive front seven is not sustainable at the moment. Their offensive line. And, and how, many, how many times is Jalen Ramsey going to get burnt this week? That's the third thing I have. Show. Their secondary got burned overrated. like a piece of fucking He's toast. Over fucking rated. And I got news for you. The the Falcons can sneakily yep. really burn this team if they want imagine, to. Imagine if they go 0-2. Oh, I imagine don't think they they'll go 0-2. Go I don't think Atlanta. Everybody Atlanta's... here in Detroit should be fucking happy as shit. <laughs> they go 0-2. I don't think imagine they'll... if they don't make the fucking playoffs. Oof. 
Whoa. You're looking nice. Hey, they go, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm signing yeah. a petition to bring Stafford back here. I, I, I don't even know what you're saying right now. I'm <laughs> you not can, even going to fucking can, acknowledge you it. You can punch me in the face. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. I'm going to fire this OJ. Acknowledge it. I don't. All right, let's go. A flying uh, so in, in this game, I'm laying off the over-under because. Ah. Oh, I'm taking Atlanta. You're, are you taking the over or under? I'm laying off over under. I don't like uh, forty six and a half for me. No, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push on that. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's gonna be either. Or, I'm taking Atlanta. But plus I am 10. taking I am taking the points. Yeah, I'm taking yeah, Atlanta plus ten because I think one this could be a touchdown game. I think it could be a ten point game. I don't give break. a shit if it is a touchdown game. It's still winning. Hold on, Bruce has a different take. Go ahead. Taking the Rams. Do you think the Rams are gonna win by more than ten? I know you don't understand how lines. No, work. I understand the lines. I don't know more than 10. Well, they have to win by 11 in order for you to win money. Well, I'm not I'm not going from the standpoint of betting. I so think you think the Rams win are going to win touchdown. outright? You think the Rams will win outright? Is that what it's called when you're... Correct. But if we're okay. talking about this... To be this... honest with you, I think they're going to win outright too. Yes. They're not going to cover the point spread. Correct. They have to that's win what I'm by to 10 say. to cover. Okay, that's okay? what I'm saying. Correct. Okay. So in, in that case... I'm taking think, Atlanta in the points. I'm, we're teaching right now. Yes. If you think Atlanta's only going to lose by a touchdown, then ultimately you think you are taking Atlanta plus 10. I know you don't understand this. Don't spin your wheels too much. No, I will I mean, not no that win, was that was, no. Cover. Okay, okay, I understand Correct. that. Right, all right, all right. Because essentially, what you have to look at this is here's a little info for everybody who needs their first for betting for idiots. Oh Jesus Christ! Atlanta plus ten is essentially like starting the game. Atlanta ten, LA zero. Correct. So if LA only wins by a touchdown, technically Atlanta is still up by three, which means according they, to the book, right. they, they won. cover. Correct. They covered. Correct. Moving on. <clears throat> Meaning the Rams had to beat them by 11 for the Rams to win outright. In the betting purposes. Correct. Correct. Okay. okay. Uh, staying in the NFC West, we I have know. the scumbag-led Seattle Seahawks going in to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Okay. Now I'm going to say this. Trey Lance is, <laughs> is basically Dak Prescott. In a different uniform, and um, I, I think I'm. And who's who's favored in this? San Francisco is an eight and a half point favorite. Oh, it takes Seattle into points all day long. I don't think they'll cover. I think San Francisco will win the game, but I, I'm taking. I, I'll take Seattle in the points. I'm well. He's trying to figure I think, out. I'm trying to figure I, out I, I in the San terms Francisco's of what you guys are saying right now. I'm trying to get uh, smart. Okay. I don't see them dropping two in a row. I, I'm going to agree with you at a certain okay. point and disagree <clears throat> with you at a certain point. Okay. You want to talk about a hungry team? I think Seattle is flipping the bird to everybody for thinking that they suck. And Geno Smith especially. Well, listen, they, they played the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Okay. No, 49ers. No. 49ers played the Chicago Bears. Okay. okay. They lost in a shitty fucking weather. Don't even blame. In a monsoon. And they lost. They should have won that game. They were kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. And um, I'm not a Trey Lance guy. Don't like him. But I, I think they'll put it together this week, especially if uh, it's not a monsoon. Well, 
Again, they came off of a heartbreaking loss last week. Correct. I say that I think was. They're going to come back definition. really hard this week. Um, but I'll say this much: I don't think so. if Seattle. And it's a divisional game. It's so. a divisional game, and if Seattle showed us anything last week against their arch nemesis Russell Wilson, it's that they want to prove the entire fucking world wrong. Yeah. Um, so you have two teams who have a lot to fight for in this game, and I'm going to be honest with you, I I I didn't think that that Seattle beat. Denver, I think Denver, Denver beat, beat themselves. Denver, I agree. And, and I don't think that's gonna they're going to get that lucky throughout this year. I'll say this much. Seattle's defense looks much better than I expected them to yes, look last year. but they're not, they're, they're, they're not where they were years ago. What makes a great quarterback great? What makes a great quarterback great? Uh, he, may, he elevates everybody else around him. Okay, give me one more because that wasn't the one I was looking for, but that's a great one. Oh, okay. But that's the only one there is. He is able to perform under pressure. Well, that too. I was thinking more in the lines of like spreading the ball out, but I, I just don't think, you know, which Geno Smith are we gonna get? You gonna get the Geno Smith from last week? Or are you gonna get the Geno Smith who was in New York? Can I be honest with you? I don't think yeah. Geno Smith matters in this game. I think okay. the two things, the thing that you said and the thing that I said. One, does Trey Lance really elevate everybody around him? Trey Lance is Dak Prescott. That answer to that question is no. And two, if Trey Lance was great under pressure, would Kyle Shanahan and the entire front office in San Francisco dicked around with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation like no. they did? The answer to that is also no. So I think Trey Lance is really going to feel the pressure. And I Garoppolo think- is still there because they already know. They know. Trey I don't give Lance, a fuck. They could say, "Oh, we didn't have no buyers." I don't. I don't buy that. Trey Lance is it. going to crack, it, and it's going to be this week. And Seattle, as an eight and a half point underdog, will go in there in San Francisco, win that game. Geno Smith will be crowned an absolute king. They will. Jimmy Garoppolo will be in question for week three to start for San Francisco. Just, just for shits and giggles here. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, J.K. Dobbins. Full practice today, baby. Wow. So big, guess what? Big Here it news. comes. Big Here news. Here it comes, baby. Big news. Here we go. The thing with Seattle is, if anything, Geno Smith earned the respect of every single person on that team. They're going to fight. They are going to fight. They're going to fight. We'll they see. are going to we'll fight. What happens? Uh, so I'm taking Seattle plus eight and a half in the under in this game because I don't think there's going to be that many points scored. And I think both of these defenses are going to knock the shit out of each other. Correct. Um, and listen, when they start getting to Geno Smith, it's going to fall apart. Right quick. now, San Francisco's defense is better than Denver's. Absolutely, I agree. And when they start to get to this guy, let's see what happens. Yep. Because this is what happened to him in New York, and then he's getting invites with teammates. And he punched the guy in the face. I just, I don't think, I don't think, or he got punched in the face. I don't think San else. Francisco is good enough offensively to outscore them by eight and a half. Right. So I'm going to take Seattle plus eight and a half and the under. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Big game this week. At AT&T Stadium, the Dallas Cowboys invited the Cincinnati Bengals to duel it out in Texas. And now they are without their fearless leader, Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy and Cooper Rush are going to absolutely (laughs) fucking shit the bed against Joe Burrow and the Bengals this weekend. Wait a minute now. What's the points for Seven and a half Cincinnati uh, favorite. I will take Cincinnati giving a seven and a half. I would take Cincinnati giving 17 and a half. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I still think Dallas's defense is still good. We've seen them last week. No, they're, they're still good. It, it'll keep them in the game. 
That was crazy. I, I don't no, see them not. winning at all. No, they're not. But I think um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even have them covering. But <laughs> I, I don't think it will be the blowout everybody thinks it is. Oh, I think I this think it will be a little bit closer. This game is you still going have not. Zeke. You still have a good defense. They'll be able to move the ball because uh, listen. Even the fluke Steelers were able to. Mitch Trubisky was able to move the ball against against them. It ain't gonna okay, fucking happen gonna again. Come flat it again. ain't gonna happen again. Right, we'll it's see. not going to happen again. Go. If the Bengals and Joe Burrow are what everybody says around the league, right? This fantastic team, right? Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Then they definitely have something to prove to win this fucking game. They have nothing to prove. They were in the fucking Super Bowl last year. I don't know. The AFC I don't Defending know. AFC champion. This is very simple to figure no. out. If Listen, they should have won that game last week, and he threw. Okay, so what happens when they? Uh, what happens when they lose to oh. Dallas? Hold on. If Dak Prescott was playing in this game and Cincinnati was still in a seven and a half point favorite, would you take him? Absolutely. Same here. Because it's Dak, Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, it doesn't it fucking doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Rush, hey, with Cooper Rush, it's an unknown. <laughs> it's an unknown. Uh, if I, I Anything could Cooper happen. Rush has worked with these receivers more than Dak anything. Prescott. And I'll bet you he does better than Prescott would. Here's my takeaways from this game. Joe Burrow's not going to fucking lose again. No. They're going to have it together gonna more they're, now. They're going to... They're gonna, Ezekiel Elliott is going to have an absolute fucking monster of a game because I don't think that Cincinnati's defense is that solidified yet. I think Zeke will have a great game. I'm expecting a blowout. Like I said, if the spread was 17 and a half points, I would still take the Bengals to cover at the end of the day. No cover. What's the over? Seven and a half, and Cincinnati will win this game by at least two touchdowns. Okay, what's the over? 41 and a half. And I, I don't. No, I, I, I don't think it will go over take. that. I don't think because Dallas. Thirty-eight of that will probably be Cincinnati. That's the whole thing. If Cincinnati, if they're, this game's going to hit the over, Cincinnati's what doing are you it on their to own. Say that Dallas only going to have a field goal. That's exactly what I'm. That saying. is exactly <laughs> what we are. These saying. two teams are your guys' wheelhouse. So I just like. I hope you guys are wrong. I'm just saying. That. Anyway, Bruce, What's but next? anybody with any sort of sense. I know. Sense. I know. What's I know. next? I know. I'm not even. I'm just going off of faith here because that. you guys <laughs> rip Dallas rip constantly, and you guys love the Bengals. Am, am I just I, hope, I'm just hoping right, you guys are wrong. Did you even watch the Dallas game last week? <laughs> no. They but shut I'm, the fuck up. I'm just saying, the fuck this up. has nothing to do with stats or what or <laughs> anything else. I'm just stats. saying. I hope. Hey. You're wrong. Do you, you want to know I'm, something? I, hey, yes. You know what? I do too. Have you, I have a question. Have you wiped your ass today? Wow. If you go dig the toilet paper out of your fucking septic tank at your house, that piece of shitty toilet paper could call a game better than Mike fucking McCarthy. And that's you're why not I, wrong, I, I don't like you're not Dallas wrong, Cowboys. You're not wrong, Fucking inaccurate was Dak Prescott. I mean, it was, fu- it was just it a, was shit, a show. shit show. Fucking horrible. My God, I think the Lions would have beat the shit out of them. Stir in the pot, oh. baby. Yeah. Stir in the pot. Yeah. Moving on. You stir shit. That's it. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's lose. Back home to play the Houston Texans. Denver is a 10-point favorite with an over-under of 46 against Davis fucking Mills. The winless and lossless Houston Texans. So, Denver got fucking embarrassed last week. Point blank, period. Houston played well last week. Houston played okay. But I, I, I think Den, Den, Denver is going to come out ready to go. What's uh, what's the point spread on that? Uh, it is Denver, 10-point favorite. 
10-point favorite. I'm going to take Houston to cover. I think Denver will win. I don't. But I, I don't think they'll beat them by more than 10. This, this game really fucked me up because, yeah, tech, Houston looked okay last week, and the Broncos look putrid. I'll say this. Jerry Judy looked stellar last week. Absolutely. Um, Cortland Sutton played a great game. Uh, the run game couldn't get it going. That's a concern to me. Uh, the Texans held a pretty stout, on paper, Colts offense to a subpar performance. Yeah, but they also, uh, Jonathan Taylor had a fucking monster game. Jonathan Taylor had a so monster game. I will think Javante Williams, uh, Williams should have a big game. You're, you're answering all my sure. questions for me right now. Absolutely. I think Javante Williams has a big week. I think that Russell Wilson knows what last week was, and exactly. I don't think he's going to let that happen again. No, he won't. Even though the coach is a fucking shit show, he won't let that happen. I agree. I don't <laughs> think he's going to let that happen. Man. I think that Denver's... Denver's going to put an exclamation point on this one and and show everybody their, their real selves now. Right. I think the Broncos will win this game by more than 10. Uh, I think the over-under of 46 is a, a really weird spot, so I'm going to lay off of push this over-under. I'll push that. Um, just because I think it could be a 21-7 to 7 game, realistically, or something around those lines. I don't think so. I, I think it might see like uh, maybe like 20, 28. 28, 14. 28, 24, 20. I don't, think, I don't think Den, I don't I, think I don't, the Texans I don't are think that they're going to get blown close. out. I don't. Uh, I think that the Broncos will win by more than 10. Obviously, okay. you disagree. But I'm taking Denver minus 10. I'm taking Houston to cover. Houston plus 10. Yeah. Their defense is actually pretty good. I know they gave up a lot of yards last week, but they were pretty stout, and they were uh, they were playing hard. Um, Yeah. I, I just don't touch that over under. It no, makes that's me want to go up. for your charger. All right. I don't care. Uh here we go. The Raiders. Well, the Las Vegas Raiders are hosting the Arizona Cardinals, where the Raiders are a five and a half point favorite and a monster over under of 51 and a half. I take the Raiders given the points. But take the Raiders given the points. Space um, phone. So Derek Carr played week one like he had a chip on his shoulder. Yep. And, and I agree with that. Uh, and he should because I think Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in this league. Uh, I think this game Thank will be you. an absolute battle. I think these two teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, yep. Kyler Murray also has something to prove because last week he left a lot out on the table and realistically didn't play worth that massive contract. Um, unfortunately, the Cardinals have this good receiving core that didn't look organized or ready to go last week. Um and Vegas played the Chargers. Right. Again, we know what the Chargers are. They're a great team with a great defense. And they held up decently. They stayed in it. Uh, and that was their first week of Devontae Adams, Derek Carr. They, they have a lot of new pieces there to deal with. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Las Vegas minus five and a half. Uh, I think they're going to win this game I, I, by more I than a touchdown. I don't think much. It, it all depends on who can make the field this week for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, to even talk about them you being have in this game. Ertz out. You have JJ yeah. Watt out. You have um, Hopkins is still suspended. They're banged up already. Week one, right. they had absolutely zero run game last and, week. You know, real I, I feel bad for hard Kyler Murray. Yeah, it is. I feel bad for Kyler Murray because uh, it's shitty. The injury thing has absolutely killed them, and the suspension on on Hopkins. If I was if I was him, I'd be so fucking pissed right yeah. now. 
They are decimated right yeah, already. Yeah, it's, it's just bullshit. And, and they didn't look very inspired last week. I'm going to take the Raiders minus five and a half. And yeah. uh, honest to God, that 51 and a half. I think the Raiders will come back strong this week. That 51 and a half point over, I'm going to fucking take it. Really? I'm going to take I, it. I, I, I think would, it's going to be a fucking I'm going to take the under frenzy. on that. You think it'll be a little bit more defense? Yeah. I mean, I do. The 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 Chiefs and them put up Jesus got in heaven. Yeah, but they, it was they over didn't, 60 they didn't put up left. a lot of yards on the Chiefs. It was 44 to 21, 65. I'll be points. honest with you, the Chiefs defense are not as good as the Raiders defense. I think the Raiders Ooh, defense Ooh, that's a hot take. Chiefs. I do. Well, we'll see. They play each other. I think twice, their defense so be, is better. That's going to be a fun game too. Um because if you remember the the uh the Charger game with the Raiders they didn't play bad. The turnover, the turnovers right. killed them at, yep. at the key spot. Yes, they did. You know, they didn't get blown out by the Chargers, but that turn, the turnovers just killed them. Carr had a fumble and a, and a pick that yes, he did. resulted in points. Correct. Killed them. They were sloppy. We, that was week one slop yep. from the Raiders. I don't Correct. think we're going to see that this week. I don't think so either. Uh, Sunday night football brings us an NFC North matchup of the Bears and the Packers at Lambeau Field. Green Bay is a, are you ready? Green Bay is a 10-point favorite over the Bears. Wow. They're over under a 41 and a half. I'll say this. Green Bay didn't look good last week. Green Bay couldn't score points last week. Uh they're they're not good enough to be a ten point favorite. Like I I, I, I don't think so either. Honestly, I, I mean I, I don't even know if ten points will be scored here, in this here's game. Here's the thing: you don't know what you're going to get. No. You're going to get the Aaron Rodgers from last week. Or are you going to get the MVP? I don't even know if it's as much as the Aaron Rodgers from last week as it is who the fuck does Aaron Rodgers have to throw the ball to? I mean, well, yeah, no, Lazard, I mean, he's, he's got guys. Lazard should be back this week. Which yeah, will help. and that'll help big time. Agree. It will. Uh, I still don't think that this game's going to be a 10-point spread. Because he's probably the fastest guy on that offense. So. It's it's way, way too many points. Green Bay's offense is not good enough to be a 10-point favorite. No, not um, yet. Green not Bay yet. will win the game. Absolutely. It'll be a defensive yeah. battle. I wouldn't be shocked to see like a 14-10 to 10 game or a 21-17 to 17 game. Like, no. I don't think you're far off. I it's going to be a defensive right, yeah. game. It's well, you're be, taking the under... I'm taking yeah. Chicago plus 10 in the under just because I don't think that Green Bay is winning this game by 10 points. Chicago did win last week. I get it. It was a monsoon. I get it. Trey Lance's fucking uh, 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 used panty liner. But Chicago did win. But it is a division game. It's a division game. It's at Lambeau. It's going to be played hard. It's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will redeem himself this week. I'm, I'm pretty He's got. I'm pretty he's confident in saying that he's going to come back strong this week. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh Two Monday night football games this week, the first of which is a 4.30 Eastern time kickoff where the Tennessee Titans travel to Buffalo to not only eat some chicken wings but play the Bills. The Bills, I bet you'll never guess how much they're favorited by in this game. Shockingly enough, it's 10, and the over-under is 48 and a half. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm going to uh, take the Bills and give them the points. I am as well. I, I'm going to go over on that. I'm going to take the under, okay. but I'm going to take Buffalo minus 10. I think they're – here's the thing. Bills are the best team in football. We saw it last week against the Rams, period, point blank. The Chiefs and the Chargers are both making a play for it, but I think the Bills are still the best yeah. team in football. They're going to stumble at some point this year. 
We just don't know. It's not going to be at home. It ain't going to be at home, and it ain't going to be against Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's on his way out. I, I hate to break it to everybody, but... Get ready. He's going to be gone. Malik Willis. Malik Willis will step into the role. Derrick Henry, even Derrick Henry, I should say, will have a tough time running the ball for a yeah, that Derrick defense, Henry-like that game against the Bills defense. That that defense was their their defensive line plays really fucked well. up good. And and they they added those two run stoppers up the gut. Yep. And I think they're going to really show something this week. Titans are completely one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, and and with with. Tannehill behind the helm. Traylon Burks does something amazing. Yeah, I don't see. And much. at the end of the day, I, I don't, don't think much. There. I don't think that's going to happen against Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, as we know, is as good as they come. He spreads the ball around well. He eats everything. Yeah. Uh, the Bills' defense will stop Tannehill. Will stop Derrick Henry. Will stop the Titans, and they will win this game by more than ten at home on Monday night. Well, shit, if anything was proven last week is that Derrick Henry can be stopped. Exactly. I mean, Derrick Henry <laughs> did not play, play that well. Let's, in not, let's not get out of control there um and in the oh, final yeah. game of the week the late game on monday the minnesota vikings head into philadelphia to play the eagles philly is a two-point favorite we got a big over under of 50 and a half the eagles showed something last week two things actually well this is actually a great game aj brown's really good in their defense still has a little bit of growing to do. I, I think you're going to see a different Philly team this week. I really do. I think that this is the most evenly matched game of the week. Yeah. This was very hard for me to pick. Philly left a lot of plays uh, plays on the field in Detroit. They did. They left they a did. lot of points. On it the should field. have been a blowout. Um, and, it, and it wasn't. Right. Both teams can run the ball. Yeah. Both teams have... Very good I'm receiver. Just, I, I can't wait to see Justin Jefferson. Uh, I, I truly think, and, I, and uh, this is my, I don't think it's a hot take. I think he's the best receiver in football right now. I, I really do. I I think he's the best receiver in football. Justin Jefferson. Yes. Well, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly at the moment. Yes. I don't think A.J. Brown's very far behind him, though. Oh, I don't either, <laughs> but I, I think Justin Jefferson's to another level. I agree. I, I, I can't believe every time I watch this guy, there's nobody within 10 yards of him when he catches the ball. Uh, he runs such good routes, and, and Cousins Cousins is accurate enough to yep. get him the ball. Yep. And and in stride. And I think he's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Not to say that A.J. Brown isn't really good. He is. But you'll tell this week, they're going up against each other. They're two very stout defenses. And, and if Minnesota can play the way they did it against Green Bay last week, it should be a great game. Should be a great game. What's the over under? Fifty and a half. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. Really? I don't think it'll do. I just don't think that Philly is gonna give up thirty five points this week. I really don't think so. And they I don't think they're gonna put up thirty eight this week. You have to remember, fifty points is. 25 or 26, 26 I, I get that. Exit. I I totally understand, but I just think the defenses are going to be a little more honed in than they were week one on both sides. So you're taking Philly minus two and the under. Correct. I'm taking the Vikings plus two and the over. Okay. And that is solely for the purpose of, I, I think, I think the Vikings are a little bit better than we thought. I, I said a couple weeks before the season started, I think they'll win this division. Uh, the Eagles are really good, but if the second half of that 
of last week's game against Detroit showed me anything. It's that their defense still has a little bit of growing up to do. Not to say if these two teams they play went each on other, the road to a hostile environment, agree, which was off the chain, agree, and and I don't think it was as close as people think. I really don't. It didn't look as close to me as as. I think the Vikings are better than everybody thinks, though. I, I think they are, too. I'm not saying they're not good. I just think Philadelphia at home is it's going to be a – that's a hostile environment, too. Logically, I yeah. agree with you, but for yeah. some reason, and I said I was going to go with my gut, I think the Vikings pull this one out. I think they'll win it by a field goal late, yeah. and that's why I'm going to take them plus two. I just – it's going to be that – good of a game this in miami versus the ravens yeah are the two games of the week in well my I, the miami raven game to me that's the best game of the week yeah yeah this is a close second though i really yeah. feel that way um bruce you got a fun fact of the day for us you want an animal or you want a history one history you want a history one give me a second here i just had it you have one it's actually sports history it's Perfect. actually uh Ancient Rome's Circus Maximus is still the largest capacity stadium ever built. Historians estimate that it held anywhere from 250,000 to 300,000 spectators. Wow. Well, it was standing room only, Bruce. (laughs) There wasn't any seats, so guess what? Any stadium today could hold that if you took all the seats out. I just read the facts from the interweb. The, the fact is this. Why do you have what, to argue with better, a fact? What's even better, like what? I'm going to give you a little more facts about, about the Coliseum. Okay. Okay? Well, Did you know they used to do sea battles in it? They would, they would take water, fill it up, fill it up, and actually have remake sea battles in the Coliseum. Wow, that I didn't know. That I I found that out later. Is the circus is, is that the it's very real interesting for the Coliseum? Bruce is it interesting? I don't too. think the Circus Maximus. It's not the Coliseum. Yeah. Anyways, real quick here so. before we end today's show, uh, Steelers running back Najee Harris is off the injury report and will play Sunday. George Kittle is pla- practicing and the coaching staff is saying he will play Sunday in the home opener. Oh, wow. Two bits of fantasy news right there before you before we end. Also. Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella are out Sunday for the Cardinals. And Shaq Leonard will not play for the Colts this weekend. There are just a few things, as well as quarterback Justin Herbert will be getting x-rays today on his ribs to see how fucked up he is after last night's game. (laughs) If you haven't yet, follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter, at Tib Balls. I live tweet every game. You guys can bitch at me there. TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. Check out tipballs.com for blogs, merch, updates, all that happy horse shit. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, subscribe to us on YouTube so you can see our ugly faces. And if you're watching us on YouTube, tickle your earbuds with our voices on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you guys so much for listening. Get settled in for an incredible week, too. The weekend is going to be full of action. Make sure you're watching. You guys will hear from us on Tuesday. Am I perfect? Am I perfect?